This episode of the Big Brother Jake podcast is brought to you by Fabulista Cookies. Their products are freshly measured, mixed, baked, and packaged. You can be sure that the goodies you receive have not been sitting pre-made for days, because that's just gross. A freshness and unfabricated homemade quality awaits you. Let nostalgia be your friend, your transporter, your memory rouser. Go to FabulistaCookies.com and let them know the Big Brother Jake podcast sent you. Jake Warner was at the control. So sit back, relax, and check this joint out right here. Jake! Yo! Okay, here we go. So good to be back. This podcast is for the people. No, nobody knows who I am. Jake! Live from the Big Brother Bungalow in Southern California. Ready to talk a bunch of nonsense with you. I can't stand them. It's the Big Brother Jake Podcast. Yo, what's good, y'all? It's the Big Brother Jake Podcast. I'm your host, Big Brother Jake, a.k.a. Jake Warner. Welcome to the show. You can listen to the show on SoundCloud.com slash The Big Brother Jake Podcast. You can go to iTunes or Google Play or Spotify or TuneIn or iHeartRadio. Type in the keyword search, The Big Brother Jake Podcast, and boom, you're in there. This is the last episode of 2020, episode 91 of the Big Brother Jake Podcast, and it's really good to be back, and you know, I apologize in advance, I don't know why, but my voice all of a sudden is going away, and it couldn't happen at a better time as we do episode 91 of the Big Brother Jake Podcast, so uh, I thank you for tuning in, and I thank you for listening and downloading and streaming uh, last episode and all my episodes which you can find uh, on the aforementioned platforms that I say each and every show at the beginning. So, I got a little feedback from last episode, and a lot of people don't understand still why I would be so bitter about Christmas. And (laughs) I got a lot of feedback on my first interview and some of the first beats I made like years ago. Years ago. So I'll start with the Christmas thing. I'm going to make a concerted effort to, I just made up a word, I think I did. But I'm going to make an effort to stop being such a Grinch. Because when I'm a Grinch, it affects my well-being. And I should be happy because I'm around people that love me and care about me. And I let past things or past episodes of my life mess things up. So I'm going to work on it. I'm going to make a, a an effort to improve that, you know, because I was around people this weekend and, and I felt like I, you know, I was in a good mood because I was around them, but I felt bad because I let things affect me when they should not have because it was a lot of fun. I still had a great time. I just was in my head too much. So I need to work on my Christmas spirit. Somebody help me out with it? <laughs> I can use some help. You know, uh, any positive affirmation, whether it's a DM or a post or, you know, uh, uh, whatever. You know, I, I'm really trying. Don't start asking about Valentine's Day. You're asking for a lot, man. Let's start with Christmas first, then we'll get to New Year's, then eventually we'll get to Valentine's Day. And y'all know how I feel about Valentine's Day, and uh, don't get me started, but there's that part. Also, 
one of the reasons why last episode I decided to, you know, make myself open was because some people, they asked me, hey, man, how do you start a podcast? How, how do you get in radio? You, you do both. And I want to do it. Well, that's one of the reasons why I played my first interview and played the first time I was on the air. Uh, because a lot of people want to do this. It's a podcast. It's It can be hard, but here's the thing. You, you can talk and know a lot of stuff, but you got to be engaging and entertaining. And I try to do both, you know, where I lack <laughs> in um, smarts <laughs> and where I lack in knowledge. I try to be entertaining. Where I lack in entertaining, I try to use this big-ass head, you know, to come up with good thoughts and good feelings and good uh, intellect. Try to be uh, stimulating mentally. You know what I'm saying? So anyways, I decided to do that because I have people all the time to ask me, hey, I would love to get into podcasting. I'd love to get into radio, but I'm scared and I, I'm afraid and I suck and I don't even want to play my first demo. Dude, I interviewed Stu Lance. Uh, you know, for those that are Laker fans and those that are, um, you know, familiar with uh, NBA basketball and, and Lakers television, the man's a legend and worked alongside one of the best to do it, the Vince Scully of basketball, Chick Hearn. And so I last minute had an interview and it was bad. I didn't even edit anything so y'all could hear the nervousness. You could hear the awkwardness and you could feel the awkwardness with me. And, and that's the thing. You your your first podcast is gonna suck. Your first on air check is probably gonna be crappy. Your first anything isn't gonna be the greatest. If it is, it's a uh, you know it's a, a hell of a stroke of luck, or you're just really gifted and that's your calling. But nothing you do at first is going to be perfect, and nothing you do at first is gonna be amazing. You know, it 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 really isn't. You know, some aspects it can be. <laughs> there goes my mind. But yeah, it can be that way. And you don't want to try to be perfect because that's when you mess up. So that was my whole purpose of last week, you know, with my beats. Because I have people that make beats and they're like, hey, man, you know, my beats suck. Well, okay, listen to my podcast. You're going to hear some terrible ass beats. And that's what I played, you know. And then I got better and I worked at it. And eventually. You know, I was able to get some stuff that's been on TV, NFL Network, you know, my music been spun at the or the Emmys, uh, all kinds of stuff. So, hey, you can only go as far as you want to go and you can only be as good as you want to be. You know, if you put your own limitations on yourself, you're, you're not going to go far. So I just try my best, take chances. And, and like I tell everyone that I know, I'd rather try than fail than not try at all. Because I know if I try, I know how far I can get. And I won't stop it the first time if I really want something. I'll keep going and going and going and going after it until I perfect it or until I grasp it and get what I want to get. And that's anything in life. Money, relationships, friendships, whatever the hell. You go hard and you go you know, to the limit to get what you want to get in life. That's what I've done my entire life. I've always been told I was crazy. I was always told I couldn't do things. I was always told that's never been done. To hell with all that. 
I'm going to try and see. Now, if I try a lot and I just can't get over the hump, then boom, that's what happens. Then we're done with it. And that's it. No more. We're, we're good. But I'll never stop trying when it's something I want. It's, I'll never stop trying if it's something I feel that I'm destined for. And if the universe or a divine intervention or God or whoever can help me get there, that I put faith in, you know, I put faith in God, put faith in myself, I'll get what I'm trying to get. And if I don't, I tried. And when you try, you're doing better than half of the people out there that won't even attempt it. And those will be the people that'll have something to say about you. It's never somebody that outworks you, that critiques you. It's usually somebody lower than you that's too scared to even try. So that's why I did what I did last episode on the Big Brother Jake podcast. So thank you for you know tuning into that episode, and, and I appreciate it. And we're going to discuss something right now in this first segment that I'm a firm believer in as each and every year goes by and as I get older. Telling the truth, saying what's on your mind. We're going to break that down this segment. Next segment, <laughs> I am a fan of the Karate Kid, and Cobra Kai is one of my favorite shows that I've binge-watched lately, and I am a fan of the 80s, and I'm going to break down my thoughts on the Karate Kid franchise, and it's going to be totally what you, you know, opposite of what you think, so we'll break that down next segment, but this segment, I want to talk about Speaking your mind. Now, a lot of us, because we're worried about how people's feelings are and how we'll be perceived, we either tell white lies or we don't say how we feel about things in order to protect people's feelings. And I always beg of people that I'm close to in my inner circle. Friends and family. Family, too. If I suck at my podcast, if my beats suck, if I said something stupid, if I said something that wasn't funny, if I said something that was offensive, if I did something wrong to you that pissed you off, please tell the truth and tell me what I did. Because if you don't, you're not doing, you're doing me a disservice. And a lot of people... Everyone, I don't care how badass you are, I don't care, I'll tell the truth. We all tell little white lies and we all cover the truth sometimes to avoid hurting feelings. I'm going to tell y'all like this. I am one of the most honest people you'll ever meet in your life. And it's not because I'm one of those people that like to be a badass and say, ah oh, man, I'm going to tell the truth, I don't give a damn what you think. Not at all, that's not why. If I tell you the truth, it's because I really love and care about you. And I want you to do well. And I, a year ago from today, I was a terrible people pleaser. I'm a recovering people pleaser. If somebody wanted to do something and I didn't want to do it, I'd do it. If somebody really wanted my opinion, I'd be like, oh, that's, that's cool. If somebody really, you know, just wanted 
something from me, I would never refuse it because I was worried about how people would perceive me. Then as time has gone on and I've gotten thicker skin and a shorter fuse and I'm not as loving and forgiving as I have been in the past because it's bit me in the ass. And then if you go through certain things like relationships or whatever, you realize <laughs> you like like you suffice and you and you um try to be nice so you don't hurt feelings. This past year, I think I've been more honest with people than I ever have in my life. And I got to say this. Speaking your mind, being respectful when you do it's one thing. If you're just, you know, if you're like, yeah, well, you know, that sucked out loud. You suck. You're the worst ever. That's being an asshole. That's speaking your mind with respect is what I'm talking about. Not somebody that's like, oh, yeah, you know, you're the worst. <laughs> you suck at this. You should never do it. That's being an asshole. I'm talking about speaking with, with speaking with respect. Now, I I had went through a relationship, uh, and I said that a couple times uh, last episode and the episode before. And when I ended things, I spoke my mind because I was tired of not speaking my mind. And sometimes when you speak your mind, it throws the other person off. And sometimes when you speak your mind, people lose their shit and want to down you and degrade you and make you feel less than a human being all because you said what's on your mind respectfully. Speaking my mind has has had people tell me I need professional help. I was never a nice guy. I, <laughs> I never meant what I've done with my actions and my words. It's had people never talk to me again. It's had people second guess their friendships with me. It's all true. But here's the thing that I'm not going to do. If I care about you, whether even if I'm ending a relationship, a friendship, a job, I'm always going to speak my mind respectfully because I was raised that way. You know, I don't want to suppress my feelings so you can feel better about yourself. And that might sound like an asshole thing to say, but it's facts. And I shouldn't be that way. That's why I like speaking the truth. And it feels better to speak your mind. If you don't want to go to somebody's house, say it respectfully. If you don't want to go to that show or go to that movie or go to that restaurant, speak your mind. No, I really wouldn't like to go. I'm sorry. Can we both find a place that we'll both like? If things aren't going the way they're supposed to go, in any type of relationship, friendship, dating, or whatever, speak your mind about it. Speak your mind. If you want to walk away, walk away. If you want to work on things, talk it out. 
You're doing a disservice to that person, those people, and yourself when you don't speak your mind about things. If you see something's not going anywhere, just say it. Put it out there. I'm sorry, it's just not flowing for me. It's not working for me, and I don't want to do this anymore. There's absolutely nothing wrong with saying that. Because if you suppress those feelings, you're hurting yourself and the other person. Mainly yourself, because you're not who you want to be. You're, you're, you're acting as if you're someone else. And if somebody takes this personal, it's because I'm right. Put that shoe on and wear it then. But I'm not saying or talking about anyone in, you know, in general. I'm, talking, I'm speaking in general, not personally. I'm not calling anyone out. But for a long time, I would do things for the sake of pleasing the other person or making the other person feel better or putting, putting their feelings before mine. Or No, you shouldn't do that because you're going to end up sick mentally, physically. You're not going to feel good about yourself and you're going to end up disliking yourself a lot. Trust me. Some things you have to say and spare things. Like when you're with your kids, some things you kind of have to do that. But with my kids, I'm honest with them. Not brutally to where they're like crying over it, no. I could be a jerk sometimes, but damn. Overall, I'm a nice guy. That's why I'm called Big Brother Jake. Because you're my, I'm your brother. Man or woman. Doesn't matter. I'm your friend, I'm your big brother, and if you come to me for advice, you're going to get exactly what, if you're asking me what you should do, I'm going to tell you what I would do. Now, (laughs) with all the advice I've given over the years to hundreds of people, I'd probably say about 20 to 30% actually listen to me, and 80% of the time I'm correct. I know some of the things I've done when I tell people, they're like, you're full of shit. I don't believe you. But it's like I have a witness for everything I've ever gone through. I'm like, oh, you don't believe me? Call somebody. I'm not even going to tell them that you're calling them. Call them. See if I'm lying. That's the thing. You have to be true to yourself. If you don't want to do the career you're doing, you're doing, switch it up. Make a calculated risk and do it. And if people talk bad about you when you do it, tell them to kiss your ass straight up. Because that's what you want to do. You're not being selfish when you're true to yourself. You're not. If you're taking from somebody to do what you want to do, that's different. But... If you're not hurting anyone and you're respectful, speak your mind. No, I'm not feeling you. If somebody really cares about you, they'll respect that back. You know, I've been told that. <laughs> I'm not feeling you. All right, cool. At least you told me and you didn't, you know, drag it out. Friendships, relationships, jobs, all of that. 
It starts with you. If you have something you want to say about it, speak your mind. Don't hold back. Because if you do, it's going to make you miserable. Don't hold back. Speak your mind. If you don't want to go to that party, don't go. If you don't want to invite somebody, don't invite them. And if they ask you, be polite and tell them why. You know, I just didn't think you'd be a good mix with the friends that I had that were over. I respect that more than, oh, well, you know,、uh, no. Just speak your mind. You know, I have a tendency to invite myself to people's events or try to. And sometimes it'll be like,、uh, you can come if you want. That's not an invite <laughs> at all. It's, it's kind of disrespectful. So you just say, hey, look, man, I, I really didn't feel like spending that holiday with you or didn't want you at my party because of this reason. Please don't take it personal. It's just how I feel. You'll get more that way than you will with pity. Yeah, if you come over, you want to, or yeah, I guess I'll go. Sure. I mean, yeah, okay. No. Be assertive, speak your mind, but do it respectfully. Don't wait for 2021 for that to happen. Start today. Be true to yourself and speak your mind. If you really don't want to be with that person, tell them. If you want to break up with somebody, tell them. If you don't want to be friends with somebody, tell them. If you don't want to hang out and go to certain parties with certain people, tell them. If you don't like where you're working and you want to start something new, if you have an understanding spouse or, or partner, tell them. Make this the year for you. You're not being selfish. By being honest and open and respectful to others about what you want. And if somebody gets offended, A, they never loved or respected you to begin with, and B, fuck them anyways. 2021 should be the year for you. Because so many people are selfish about themselves and don't take others into consideration on how they feel or their feelings. And you're just sitting there waiting, hoping they'll change. Fuck that shit. Fuck that shit. Be true to yourself. All right? So, no more seriousness. Be true to yourself always. But you know what I'm true to? And I'm going to tell y'all next segment. I am true to the Karate Kid franchise and my feelings about Daniel LaRusso and Johnny Lawrence and, and, and Cobra Kai versus. Uh, dojo, Miyagi Dojo, Karate, or whatever. I'm going to let y'all know how I feel about the Karate Kid franchise and Cobra Kai. I love that show. We're going to break all that down. We're going to do it right now. You're listening to the Big Brother Jake Podcast. All right, so I'm an 80s baby, right? And I love all things 80s, especially movies and music. You know, I was into the new wave pop music. You know, plus you had Prince and Michael Jackson. And then you had like Flock of Seagulls. And you had all the one hit wonders like that, you know.、Um, Aha, take on me and all that stuff. And then you also had a lot of great cinematography. I love The Breakfast Club, one of my favorite movies of all time. 16 Candles, Jake, Jake Ryan, Jake. 
Yes, I put that in the open because it's my name and it sounds dope. No matter how you say it, my name is dope. I love my name, Jake. Supposed to be Roscoe. That's something y'all didn't know, huh? My dad was going to name me Roscoe. Thank God my mom said, boy, let me tell No, you are not going to name my son Roscoe. We'll call him Jake. I don't think that was an upgrade, but it's better than Roscoe. But anyways, yeah, so 16 Candles, Breakfast Club, Pretty in Pink, you know, uh, Weird Science, all those movies, man. Like, 80s movies are great movies. Loved them all. One in particular that I loved a lot was The Karate Kid. And let me tell you about that movie. You know, it's, it's, it's about, and, and I love, I mean, I think it was well-written and well-produced and put together. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. You have this young kid that comes out from New Jersey, and, you know, mom's trying to start a new life with Daniel, her son, and, you know, they, they get to L.A. thinking it's all palm trees and beaches, nice weather, no cold winters, no snow. And they're going to come out here and just dominate the world. You know, the world's their oyster. And I love the drive that, you know, Miss LaRusso had when she drove out with her young son to Southern California to start a new life. Thought that was a great premise, all right? So let's get that established. You know, then Daniel, Daniel son, Daniel want to be a badass, you know, to start the movie, and kick the door open and knock down his neighbor. Oh, you know karate? Yeah, I know karate. All right. So, you know, it's like he's finding his way. He meets friends. Daniel's a cool little kid. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's working out perfectly. And I, and I bring this up because I had a debate with a very good friend of mine over the weekend. <laughs> and we did not agree or saw out of eye on all of this, but this is my opinion, and he wouldn't come on the show. So I'm going to speak my mind, and he won't rebuke to anyone but me by text, because he won't call me either. And I'm calling him out, and I'm not going to say his name, but he knows who he is, and he's the reason why I'm talking about this, because he watched Cobra Kai today. But let me keep going. So Daniel meets friends. He's starting to feel part of the in crowd. He's in L.A. He's loving life. They go to the beach. You know, he's hanging with his newfound friends. And then he's looking at this cute little white girl named Allie, of course. Allie from the Valley. They're all from the Valley. Girl named Allie from the Valley is not uncommon. You know, they probably took the Peña Canyon Road from where they live and went down to Zuma Beach or wherever the hell they went and had a good time. So what happens? Daniel catches Allie's eye. I'm just recapping the Karate Kid for those who haven't seen it. Catches each other's eye. And they start doing the, the, the nice little dribbling with the soccer ball. And it's starting to look cute. And I'm like rooting for this kid. All right, cool. You know, he's making his way. I can relate a little bit because I moved from Barstow, California, population 20,000, to San Bernardino, California, population 225,000. Finding my way. But I knew... Because I was street smart not to get mixed up with the wrong crowd or mess with anybody that I didn't know about. Not Daniel. He's a badass from New Jersey, right? He ain't scared of nobody. So here comes Johnny Lawrence and the Cobra Kai kids on their dirt bikes because they're spoiled little rich brats out of Encino. For those that don't know, Encino is a very uh, affluent area of uh, the San Fernando Valley in Los Angeles, California. 
for those that are listening outside of LA. And there's a lot of y'all, so I appreciate it. And they go running around, throwing their dirt bikes, and they're being rude. They're being rude. Okay, I get it. They are. However, Dan or Johnny wants to make good with Allie and say, hey, I'm sorry, girl. You know, we need to make this work. But he went the punk route, took her boombox, which, look, in the hood, you take a boombox like that, you you about to get, like, beat down. And Daniel, you know, being from Jersey, he's like, I ain't going to let that happen. And he had to flex on him and say, hey, that's for radio, give it back. And they're like, what you going to do about it? So instead of Daniel trying to use his words like a normal person, he decides to use his fists instead of his words. Now, what we were taught as kids is you don't want to be fighting people. Try to talk it out first. And all Daniel, give it back. And then when Johnny was being a punk, he's trying to win Allie back or win her over the first place. Daniel is. So he's going to whoop somebody's ass. Oh, no, overmatched. Daniel gets his ass beat. He gets, like, laughed at by the dudes he just made friends with in his apartment complex. And he also, (laughs) you know, and what's the odds of this? All these kids that go to the same high school go to the same beach, but they don't live anywhere near the beach. That's the one flaw I saw in in the movie I didn't like. But there's a couple, actually. So anyways, let me let me let me kind of advance the story a little bit. So now Daniel's already put himself in a in a in a shitty position because what did he do? He's starting trouble now. He started the fight at the beach. It was honorable for what he was trying to do. But he started it. He started it. So as time went on, they see Daniel. They start messing with him. They could have talked that out. Could have squashed it. Nope. They were wrong for pushing him down that hill on his bike. That was messed up. Shouldn't have happened. Shouldn't have happened. But instead of Daniel saying, man, you know, I'm outnumbered. I'm outmatched. I need to let this go, man. I'm I, I'm in over my head. I'm not from here. I don't know how things work, work out here in, in L.A., but I'm from Jersey, and I know a little bit of karate. Oh, no. What's Daniel do? What's Daniel do? He goes to the dance and he gets dressed as a shower because he doesn't want to be seen. And he messes with Johnny. Sprays water. Spoiler alert, I'm going to tell you what happens. If you haven't seen it, too damn bad. (laughs) So Johnny's in the bathroom rolling a doobie or joint or blunt, whatever you call it. Everybody has their own slang for it. And Daniel wants to spray him with water and turn on the hose. That's grounds for getting your ass beat by anybody. But no. What happens then? Daniel was the agitator. He was the agitator. And it took a senior citizen maintenance man of his apartment to save his ass. Drug Mr. Miyagi in, and Mr. Miyagi wasn't doing nothing but minding his own business, just trying to go to work and be a good dude. Minding his own business. No, Daniel had to be the one to get his ass whooped. I hate it here. I hate it here. I just want to go home. Mom should have recognized the situation and said, you know what? 
things aren't working out for me because the job she wanted didn't happen. She ended up being a waitress. Nothing wrong with that at all. I I I I love anyone that works as a waitress, you know, in the service industry. I did it for many years. But you lied to your son and said you had this high-paying job. You just go back to Jersey. No, they don't do that. So it took Mr. Miyagi to make peace with John Kreese and Cobra Kai. Okay? And no fighting till the tournament. No fighting till the tournament. And because Daniel knew that, he was taunting Johnny. He was taunting him. So I'm going to fast forward a little bit. I'm not going to do a whole recap of Karate Kid. All y'all know that the 80s babies, you've seen it. Yes, I had this argument with a friend of mine. They did illegal tactics by going for the joints in this karate tournament. But the crank kick is illegal. And Daniel should not have gotten that point or won the match off of that. He would have won the match against Cobra Kai. Because of the violations of him, them going after his knee and his leg and all that stuff. But Daniel was the agitator. Daniel was the bully. Everybody thought it was Cobra Kai that was the bully. And Johnny was the bully. And all them other guys in, the, in, in Cobra Kai were the bullies. I say Cobra Kai had Johnny's back. Those are real friends. You're going to ride for your homeboy. You're going to ride. But everyone thinks, poor Daniel. So what? Cobra Kai, what they do? Daniel's a hero. Because he won that tournament illegally. He's a successful car dealer. And the storyline is cheesy and the, and the show is cheesy. But I liked it. I love the show. I binge watch it. I think Johnny got dealt a bad hand in life. His parents ended up doing messed up things. And, you know, he went from being this spoiled little rich kid to being down and out all behind a karate kid tournament. It's almost the equivalent of Al Bundy scoring four touchdowns for Paul Kai and ends up being a shoe salesman. Johnny got the raw deal, y'all. Johnny was the one that was being messed with. Daniel was in business that wasn't his. And he got the raw deal, y'all. And I love the first two seasons of Cobra Kai. You know, now their kids are a part of it. And it's become this whole family gang thing. And I think it's great. It's a good show, man. I love the 80s. And they infuse a lot of the movie and that storyline into the, to the show. It's a great show to watch. But I think Daniel LaRusso's a punk. And now he's cocky about it and still hates Johnny. Dude, you started all of that. If you wouldn't have even did anything at the beach, you would have never had any problems with Johnny. And then you ruined his life by being a bully to him. You started all those things, and then you got people involved, and you affected Johnny. I didn't like that. I think Johnny Lawrence is a good guy. John Kreese, terrible man. You know, he's, he's terrible. Strike first, strike hard, no mercy, sir. I don't like him. I don't like the fact that Johnny took him in and let him come back. But I can't wait for season three. I can't wait for season three. But yes, this is the debate. And I want I want y'all's feedback on this. Maybe because I'm from San Bernardino. Maybe I grew up, you know, on the streets. I see things a little different. I'm going to tell y'all a story about me that y'all don't know. Listen to this. 
You know what that is? That's my jaw. You know what happened? I went story time with Jake. No music, just quick story time. I was walking down Date Street where I lived, Northeast San Bernardino, which is the hood, okay? My homeboy, I won't say his name because he had my back and he knows it. And I told him about it even recently when I saw him. He went because he wanted to see a girl at this church gathering down the street. Very ironic. We come back. There's eight dudes, two of us. Oh, I'm from Brooklyn, son. I'm from Brooklyn. I ain't scared of nobody. Get him right in the mouth. He's gone. Left me by myself. I get stomped out. And then what happened? That's my jaw. I got clocked in it really hard. So hard it was off the hinge. I had to physically put my jaw back in place as I'm trying to get out of a circle getting stomped on. You know what happened next? There was no Mr. Miyagi. There was nothing that happened. I'm minding my own damn business and I ain't go out in the street you know, with other people at like 11.30 at night. No, it was like 8 o'clock at night. With gangbangers. I'm minding my business, man. That's the code of the streets. And Daniel violated that. And now he's all successful. He owes Johnny an apology. And I'm going to say it right now. To the writers of Cobra Kai, they need to end this beef. They need to work together against John Kreese, which I think is going to go there with that storyline. But I really think they need to make peace, squash their beef, work together. And I think Johnny deserves better in life. Poor guy's down and out drinking beer. Coors Banquet. <laughs> Come on, man. Seriously? You can't get him a better beer to drink than that? <laughs> oh, man. But you know what? It's actually not that bad. It's not that bad a beer. It's good. I'd like them to sponsor the, the podcast one day, so I ain't going to talk shit on nobody. If you got good beer, bring it my way. I'll drink it. But... It's a great show. It's a great premise. And yes, a lot of this is tongue-in-cheek and I laugh. But we, 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 I was serious about my debate, man, because I was raising my voice. But I was doing it with a smile. So who's with me, man? Who's Team Cobra Kai? Not John Kreese Cobra Kai, but Team Johnny. I'm Team Johnny, not Team Daniel LaRusso. I want y'all's feedback on this. Because as 80s babies, this is a serious debate. It should be talked about. We should be discussing this as adults. And, and I'm telling you, Daniel was the agitator. Daniel LaRusso was the bully. Ralph Macchio, I'm calling you out. Come to the podcast and, 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 and I'll do an interview with you. All right? And we'll discuss your character. I think your character was a bully. And then he bit off more than he could chew and the streets handled the business. You don't go messing with people that got affiliations with other people and think it's always going to be one-on-one. That's not how we do it on the West Coast. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's what I'm saying, y'all. Who's with me? Team Johnny. Daniel is a punk. Daniel's the aggressor. Daniel was a bully. Hello, everybody. You listening to my daddy, Big Brother Jake. This is the Big Brother Jake broadcast. Bye, everybody. Yeah, okay, I know. I might have got a little carried away with the whole situation, but I don't give a damn what you tell me, and I don't care what you say or what you think. Daniel LaRusso's a bully. Straight up. A bully that can't hold his own. And now he's thinking bad on his car dealerships all over. Just whatever. We're done with it. <laughs> We're done with that. 
That was a little fun for me. I thought it was a little fun. I hope you enjoyed that last segment. And I want your feedback. If you feel the way I feel, we can discuss that. And I'll bring it up next episode, you know, if I if I remember. If you didn't agree with me, you're wrong. <laughs> but I welcome all sides of that argument. But Daniel Russo's a bully. Anyways, I want to say this before we officially put the last episode of the Big Brother Jake podcast to bed. I, I'm very thankful and very appreciative of what this year, good and bad, has taught me. It started on a tremendous high by going to the place I love more than anywhere else in the world, Maui, Hawaii. Maui. Love Maui. Maui's a place I can relax and think about, not think about anything. Just like literally turn my brain off and do nothing. And sometimes I wish I could just do that here in Los Angeles, but I cannot. But nonetheless, when I was in Hawaii in January of this year, we lost Kobe Bryant and this disease that started, or this virus that started in November picked up some steam called COVID-19. Or the coronavirus. And it was something that could have been prevented, apparently, allegedly, right away. And it didn't happen that way. And it affected a lot of things for a lot of people. Financially, mentally, physically, relationships have suffered, marriages ended. But a lot of people turn it into a positive. No pun intended. I mean that. I made one of my best albums called the Lo-Fi Quarantine Sessions, which you can go on SoundCloud.com slash Big Brother Jake. You can find that album there. Free. (laughs) But music was my outlet during that time. I turned 44 this year and had one of the best birthdays I've ever had via Instagram Live. And y'all really made my birthday, a special one. I've gotten closer with my kids. Still going through this divorce process. <laughs> the Rona took forever on that. But um, I also was able to do things like voice commercials this year. Uh, my voice was heard on a lot of uh, podcasts all over the world. Not just mine. Like Autopsy. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. I work for Podcast One, so my voice is all over a lot of podcasts and commercials there. So I got to do that, and it was fun. I've loved and I've lost. I, I, uh, <laughs> you know, went through relationship, and that didn't pan out the way I thought it would, but that's okay. A lot of my friendships strengthened. A lot of them didn't. And everything that I mentioned, I learned from. I did. I had a lot of time to slow down. 
because I was going so fast, working three jobs, 12 to 18 hour days. And the Rona actually said, slow your ass down and think about what you have. And think about what you have to deal with because you're not dealing with things head on in your life. You're just hiding behind your jobs and saying you don't have time. I was able to lose 70 pounds. Bike riding, no soda, stress and heartache. (laughs) If you can do all those things, I promise you, you will lose weight. (laughs) The podcast picked up a lot of steam, a lot of new listeners. Over 70 countries now we've been heard in and downloaded and streamed. Shout out to westcoaststyles.com. I got to interview a lot of great people. A lot of hip-hop legends I I grew up with, like King T. DJ Battlecat. Afro. One of my favorite up-and-coming rappers. I got to do a lot of cool things with westcoaststyles.com. So Tim Sanchez... And all the people over at uh, westcoaststyles.com, I, I give y'all love, man. And I thank you for the opportunity I've, I've got to do. And there's a lot of great things about to happen there, too. Your boy's going to be uh, interviewing a lot more people. And I can't wait for that. I got to thank Stephen A. Smith. Because he, uh, he always reaches out to me when I need professional advice. And he doesn't big time me. I don't want to name all my friends because they get a little antsy when I say their names. But there's a lot of great people that I, I would love to thank. But y'all know who you are. You heard me through tears. You heard me through laughs. You heard me through my pain. You heard me through my joy. And I'm forever grateful for you. I love you guys with all my heart. I couldn't have got through this year without y'all. And I know I disappear, and I know I fall back. (laughs) I shouldn't say stuff like that. I'm going to fall back, you know, because then people will let you fall back and not fucking talk to you no more. (laughs) Like, you fell back, motherfucking shit. Why, why you, no. You fell back. You talked to us. So, yeah. I'm appreciative. And I know that I'm loved. And I, I know my family's loved. My sister Tracy, without you, my God, I don't know where I'd be. Every hard part of everything I've gone through in the last 18 months, I could not have gotten through it without you. And I love you, big sis, with all my heart. I kill for you, and you know that. Anything you ever need. But I I met a lot of great people this year, too. I've lost a couple people too. And that's just the process of life and that's how it is. You have fights, you have disagreements, you have arguments. You get through Misunderstandings, miscommunications. When you love somebody, you work that shit out. So to everybody that's put up with me this year, thank you. And I'm dead serious about that right now. Because I know I'm not an easy friend to deal with at times. And I'm in my head sometimes. I've gotten better. 
<laughs> but I'm still finding my way at 44, man. Some of y'all just handle it better than I do. But I am a heart on my sleeve. Speak my mind. Tell it like it is. Tell you how I am type of person. That's getting better, but it's not going to change. I love hard. You'll know where I stand at all times. And I'm genuine as fuck. If I love you, I got you. And when I say I got you, I fucking got you. So as much as it sucked and, you know, finances kind of went to shit. I realized what I really had. I never went without. Always had a roof over my head. Always had food to eat. And I always had faith. We're all going to get through this hard time. Depending on what state you live in, you know, it's some of the most unprecedented things we've ever been through in life. But we will get through it, y'all. Have faith. Find a support system. Love yourself and put all of your, put all your money on yourself. Don't be scared to bet on yourself. Okay? Love yourself. Take care of yourself. In July of this year, I almost passed away, and I'm not exaggerating. I had one of the worst blood infections I've ever had in my life. I was one hour away from being induced into a coma. I drove myself to the ER because I live by myself half the time. And all my friends literally live an hour from me, east or west. And I think it was that bad till I literally got to the hospital and my body gave out on me. And I pushed through it. And they said, Mr. Warner, you're going to stay tonight. I said, no, the fuck I'm not. Give me the papers and I'll sign them. I will refuse to stay the night here. I am not dying where I can't have visitors. I willed myself to better health. I went home. I had to quarantine for 14 days. I did not have COVID-19. But I was very high risk because my immune system, I found out my immune system has a flaw in it and they're still working on it. I'm not saying all this for sympathy, but I'm just keeping it real with y'all. I don't even know why I'm telling you guys this, but there is a point to this. I said all that to say this. You know that's coming. But I didn't tell anybody. And when I told my very close friends, they were pissed because I didn't even tell them. I didn't tell my mom. I didn't tell my sister. I didn't tell my brother. I waited till I was healed, and then I told everybody. And no one was happy with me. Because what I have, they don't know how to fix it. And it scares the living shit out of me every day to know that the next flare-up that I have could be the last one. So I really try to take care of myself 
not be stressed, ride my bike, try to laugh all the time. Don't let this pandemic turn you into somebody you're not. Don't let your bad health turn you into somebody that you're not. Don't let your unhealthy relationships, friendships, marriages, anything like that, relationships, turn you into somebody that you're not. Learn to love yourself. Learn to squash any beef you have with anybody you love. Tomorrow is not fucking promised to anybody. The people that I love know how much I love them. So if I go tomorrow, they know without a shadow of a doubt that they're loved by me. Squash any beef you have. If your shit's on the rocks, fucking fix it. If it's not fixable, get the fuck out of it. Any relationship, even your fucking family, it's all right. Just because they're your blood doesn't mean they can't be toxic. They can be. Not mine. Mine's good. I'm just saying, I'm speaking it for other people. If you want to shoot your shot with somebody, this is time to do it, man. Do it. See that fine-ass girl? <laughs> Creep into the DMs, man, and do it. What? The worst you can hear is No. Yeah, it sucks and it can break your heart. But the worst you can hear is no. But the best you can hear is, I've been waiting. What? That could happen. What? That could happen. (laughs) I'm not trying to get all Malcolm Farrakhan on y'all right now. But I've experienced a lot in 2020. I was blessed enough to go to Hawaii, to Maui. I went to San Francisco, went to New Orleans, I went to Orlando, I went to New York and Philly. I I, I got to see the country and I got to see like three or four more states that I haven't been able to see. And I loved it. I got to travel in the middle of a pandemic and a lot of people said I was stupid for doing it. But you know what? I had my reasons. I don't regret any of them. Had an amazing time seeing this beautiful country of ours. It hurts my heart what's happening to California, but I won't get into politics. But I ain't down with Governor Gruesome Newsome. I'm sorry. I can't ride for that fool. And I won't. But I ain't going to get into that because it's been a pleasant podcast. <laughs> but I'm just saying, y'all, and I mean this with all my heart, follow your heart but use your brain. Follow your heart, but use your brain. Take risks. Make sure they're calculated, though. You want to take a risk so hard, you reset and fall back four or five levels. If you want to shoot your shot in a career with a man or woman of your choice, fucking do it, man. Live your life. Have fun. Go places. Call your friends. Tell the truth, like I said in segment one. You don't want to hang out? Don't hang out. Be honest with them. Don't lie to them. Don't lead them on. Don't lead anybody on. Speak your peace. If 
it's not what you want in anything in life, just don't do it. 2021 is happening, and a lot of people, new year, new me, shut up. Shut up. Oh, man, I want to lose 50 pounds. Shut up. Just do it tomorrow. Don't let a calendar dictate your new life, your new you, your, your new me. And you know what I'm going to do? Not a resolution, but an expectation. I'm going to enjoy Christmas this year. Christmas Eve, I will be by myself because I will not have my kids. And I'm going to learn to enjoy it by myself. Now, if somebody wants to hang out, then that's cool. But I'm planning to hang by myself and see how that goes. And New Year's Eve is the hardest holiday for me. And you can go to past episodes and check those out. I don't want to talk about it. But I will, no matter what I do. And the offers have been zero. <laughs> and that's okay. I, I don't have to be invited to everything. But New Year's Eve and New Year's Day will be the best I've ever had. That's the mindset. And I'm not saying 2021 is going to be better. We're bringing a lot of bullshit into 2021. We do that every year, but people just don't notice. It's more amplified because we're at home and we have time to think about it. Change what the hell you want to change. And don't regret it. If you think things are bad at home, at work, do something about it. Fix it if you want it to work so you're not trying to do something different or get the hell out of it. Or stop doing it or change whatever you want to change. You want to go back to school? Take your ass back to school. There are still schools online. If you want to start painting, do it. You want to start a podcast, do it. Just stop limiting yourself. Stop making excuses. I was so mad I could only fit into a 4XL. And starting in January, I started riding a bike. Then I got real sick. And I got back on the bike, got sick again. Every time I'd start, my body's like, nope. And I know that was the devil or the negative forces in the universe trying to stop me from living my best life. But guess what, bitch? Down 70. And counting. Now I fit into a 2XL. Hard work is addictive. Success is addictive. Hard work is undefeated. This is the end of my sermon. But for those that are listening, if any of y'all ever take any advice from your big brother right here, Do what's best for you. Self-love is the best love. Even if you got a hurt feeling. You got to do it. If this situation doesn't bring you joy, whatever you're in, work, relationships, friendships, you want to sever them, you should do it. 
even at the expense of someone else's feelings. I have lost friendships this year. <laughs> Couple of them. Yeah, you hear them racing outside. I live in Pomona. That's where the drag races are headquartered. But you love, you live, you lost. And it's okay. Because at one time, it was what you wanted. And it was what you needed. And we all grow from it. You can live, and you can win, and you can learn, and you can move on. If you want to take those losses, that's on you. I refuse to take losses. I take them as lessons, and I move on. And that's what we need to do with this episode. Move on. So, going to land this plane right now. So, again, thank you to all my friends, to my family that have been there for me through this crazy-ass pandemic. I love you guys so much. You have no idea. To those that I'm no longer affiliated with or talking to, that once talked to them each and every day, the love is there. I have no hate in my heart. Even if I was done dirty, no hate in my heart. Even if I was lied upon, no hate in my heart. I'm not taking hate with me to 2021. I'm not going to do it. Life is dope forever. I'm so blessed to have what I have with the family I have. Thank my kids, Kendra, Savannah, Marissa. Y'all my heart. Got a lot of loved ones I want to thank, but I'm not going to do it. (laughs) And I want to send a special shout out to my girl, Jessie Dallas Child, thefabulistacookies.com. It's not too late. Get your holiday thing going on with them cookies. Oh, my God. They're so good. Try the Big Brother Jake cookie. Peanut butter, chocolate, chocolate chip. What the hell? So good. (laughs) And I might drop an album in 2021. I've been talked into it. Stay tuned. So until then, I wish you a Merry Christmas. I wish you a happy new year. I wish you nothing but love, success, riches, joy, smiles, hugs, kisses, and everyone you want to be in your life, love you hard and be around you and celebrate you as you celebrate them, okay? Big Brother Jake. The Big Brother Jake Podcast Coming back stronger than ever 2021 For the last time this year I'm going to say Wait for it You're listening to the Big Brother Jake Podcast